the divine has already chosen when and how and what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You just get to receive. That's your master self. Your master self doesn't have to go get it. That's the distinction, the limited self. And all those times you made, you built your business off the limited self. You built your identity off the limited self. I know that former Amy, she's a hustler. She gets shit done, but that's not your master self. Your master self is the divine receiver. So now it's not coming from you trying to make shit happen. It's coming from you trusting your alignment with divine will to bring it to you when you're ready. So this was part of the test. So also part of this stepping into your mastery initiation is letting go of the limited human. The limited human wants, needs, can't, don't, should, have to, all of that goes out the window. And this is why this initiation is so perfect. And I'm grateful that this episode is right now during this part of your initiation, because it's everyone's initiation, Amy. We're all getting tested. In today's busy world, how can we find the inspiration, knowledge, and energy to live a healthy and empowered life? If we balance and harmonize our mind, exercise our body, live according to the laws of nature, and connect to spirit, can we find a way to heal, become our authentic self, and live our purpose with love? I am your hostess, Amy Fournier, and welcome back to Awakening Aphrodite. Due to the overwhelming popularity of her first appearance on Awakening Aphrodite, Roseanne Grace is back on the show. You asked for it, you got it. If you haven't heard the first episode, which was number 43 with Roseanne Grace, where we got into healing your inner child, it was a powerful one. You definitely want to check that out. And maybe even before you listen to this one, because it'll help lay a little bit of foundation for this show because we're continuing on the fascinating discussion with Roseanne Grace. Before we get into the episode though, I want to give a special hug and kiss to one of my recent Apple iTunes reviews. It is from Universal Essentials and she says, so easy to listen to. Amy is a natural. You can feel her positive energy through the podcast waves into your ears to deliver good stories and practical tips that can empower us all. Oh my gosh, short and sweet Universal Essentials. Big hug and kiss. Thank you so much. These reviews are the lifeblood of the show. They help to spread the show, which will help it be successful, which will help me eventually monetize the show and then therefore keep being able to give it to you for free. So thank you so much for taking a moment and leaving a review. If you're getting value, they mean the world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get on to today's show with Roseanne Grace. She's a metaphysical intuitive coach, and she specializes in getting to the root cause of her client's mental, emotional, and spiritual interruptions, compromised narratives, and destructive programs in order to be cleared. She's the conduit which, and she introduces the elevated states of awareness that activates a client's connection to their higher self, their inner child, divine intelligence, and their true source of consciousness. She's committed to facilitating the deepest, easiest, and most graceful healing and integration possible. And let me tell you something, she delivers. This woman is a powerhouse. And best of all, she is a 
beautiful example of someone who practices what they preach and proof that it works. What could be better? Someone who practices what they preach and is living, breathing proof that what they're talking about is actually working and doing the hard stuff that actually works. So inspiring. So in this episode, some of the things we get into are releasing, releasing resistance as a key in creating things you want and in your life and not creating things that you don't want. Roseanne talks about how to release that resistance and flip it around so it works for you. We review the expansion of our discussion that we had in the previous episode, number 43, where we talked about the inner child and we get into the powerful role of the subconscious on a deeper level. How to be a master of your life rather than a recipient or just a victim. Tips for moving from a limited human existence to a sanctified human existence. How Roseanne actually practices the art of surrender and how she lives in trust and faith and intuition and applies these things in her life. And like I mentioned earlier, how she's actually a living example of these principles in a big major way. Tips for incorporating your imagination in everyday life. Roseanne also gives us actual real-time examples of how to clear negative energies and entities to help protect and, and sanctify your field. So we actually do a clearing in this episode that you can write down and do in your own life. It's really powerful and practical. We also get into challenges and struggles that uh, are actually showing us that they're initiations in our lives. And we talk about attachment and how it causes negative mental looping and obsessing as well as its connection to pain and suffering and how we can release these attachments. And lastly, <laughs> and yet again, I share a personal story and I get into something that I was dealing with recently on a, on a deep level. And uh, wow, I guess I just put it out there as an example as to how to release an attachment and clear some emotional energy. I had something that I was dealing with. And I got to tell you the truth. I actually thought twice about, um, publishing this episode because it was such a deep personal issue for me, but you know what? I just took a deep breath and said a prayer and thought, you know, maybe me being so vulnerable and open and revealing might be able to help someone else or at least help it resonate with you in a real life example. So there you go. Open kimono for Amy Fournier in this one. Let me tell you, Ooh, I'm taking a deep breath and we're going to press <laughs> publish on this one. And I hope you enjoy the second appearance of the one and only Roseanne Grace. The world yes. is just moving fast. Stuff is yes. happening, my friend. Definitely. Absolutely. It's, it's, very accelerated times and you feel it. And I remember hearing this because um, I'm channeling with source all the time and a couple years ago, and they said, these energies are for everyone and for everything, for the planet, for all, all consciousness. And yet not everyone's going to receive it in the same way. And some may be triggered by it. Some may be disoriented by it. Some are definitely integrating and activating it. And you're seeing that more, and more as um, the collective awakens and is embracing more of their gifts or their knowledge or their remembrance or their power. And so that's really the work that I, that I cultivate with my clients. I say I only work with masters because 
there's no victims here. We really are masters and it's getting those parts of us in alignment through um, remembrance, through clearing, through healing, through whatever that soul is calling for at that moment. I love that. That's so powerful. And the, just the fact that you're saying that we as souls are actually, we're not really learning anything new, but we're remembering yes. what we once knew. Do you want to expand on that thought at all for somebody sure. that might be viewing or listening that that's a kind of a new idea? What do you mean remembering? Absolutely. So I say your soul is eternal. And so you've played many lifetimes. And I also do quantum healing hypnosis work with clients to access some of those other timelines or lifetimes. And yet, for all present purposes now in the human form, we've only known limitations. We've been born into a limited construct, this, this plane of existence. And we've played those limited roles in human form and other forms. And yet, um, as I was just sharing with Amy before we began, when this initiation back in August began, um, I received the message, can you live and love without resistance? And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. And then the initiation began and it was, it was quite challenging at first for the human because the human, you know, will fight for its limitations. It's like, well, I only know this protocol and yet to step into your mastery, your master self doesn't know limits. Your master self is limitless. And so it's making peace with those parts. And it's not like you're shutting the door on it. You are laying it to rest with reverence and respect for any time we played those limited roles. And we needed to. That's, that was part of the design. And we needed to know what striving for perfection or accolades or success or validation or trophies or awards or money or whatever it was. That was part of our identities. And yet where we are headed in this new paradigm and this uh, you know, shift into awakening consciousness, it is about stepping into your mastery and embodying that in human form. And so, and Amy knows, because we talked about this and we've worked together with her own inner child, you can't access your mastery if you're still holding on to these limited beliefs or old programs. And a lot of those, even though they began in other lifetimes, they were um, pronounced in childhood and so we go back to those moments and liberate them so they're no longer holding on to any of those limiting beliefs or constructs or old programs so you can fully step into your mastery and that's the remembrance part the ease that i can live in divine alignment i don't have to struggle or strive and um at first it is kind of like getting your sea legs <laughs> you know getting that that new footing because we haven't practiced it as much in the human form or in the physical. And so the remembrance is um, when I see my clients and my own experience through these initiations, more and more of my gifts started developing and automatically coming online, like being able to see someone's inner child or being able to hear them. I didn't train for that. It was just years of me healing with those own parts of myself and those gifts came online and the clairaudience and the clairvoyance. And so I teach clients tools so they can strengthen those master muscles for themselves. So that's, that becomes even more of a, a deeper initiation into the remembrance. 
That's just so amazing. Um, yeah, and I definitely, I just want to reiterate for people listening that didn't catch the first episode with you, you just got to go back and get that foundation because we're going to expand from that today. So that's episode Absolutely. 43. Um, nice. Because to Roseanne's point, as she's saying that, you know, I've worked with her uh, privately as well with my own healing, my inner child. And it's a, it's just such a, it's such a hard thing to wrap our, our human in, intellectual brains around that, mm-hmm. you know, you've got these remembrances or these patterns or these, this karma fuel or something that you're carrying that's yes. subconscious, but yes. nevertheless, still completely powerful and kind of the blueprint that's programming your life behind the scenes, like pulling, pulling the strings and yes. you're not aware of it. It's like, wait a minute, you know? So it's kind of like, I like to explain to people sometimes when you're behaving in ways that you don't even understand, like you have these automatic reactions that maybe you don't mm-hmm. even agree with, like you don't like, or self-sabotaging behaviors, or you don't know why you're doing something that you just can't help yourself type thing. And it's like, you've got to kind of go back and look at, okay, what's going on here? Because I'm not consciously choosing this, right? So do you want to expand on that just to help people understand? I love the words that you used. I love how you articulated that. And it's so true. Back in the day, many years ago, I actually started my coaching career calling it subconscious coaching. I didn't call it inner child, but yet the subconscious is really what runs the conscious mind. And exactly like Amy said, that was perfectly illustrated you will do things that don't even make sense to our conscious mind and yet we're doing it. So I use myself as example all the time when I used to eat a bunch of crap or smoke cigarettes, it's like consciously that doesn't sound like a good idea. That doesn't logically make sense. That's not really helping my, my human or my health. And yet that's not the part that chose it. The subconscious, the need for approval, I want to fit in and, you know, my friends are smoking, I'm going to do it. Or I don't feel good about myself. Again, another program in the subconscious that hasn't been healed through your inner child or other lifetimes. So you repeat these patterns of um, self-sabotage or, you know, self-destructive behaviors until, and I say we'll all get interrupted at some point, there'll be some impact. It's usually multiple impacts and they'll get louder and bigger and more in your face to get your attention. And so many years ago when I switched it to inner child um, healing or coaching I remember asking the divine source, whatever you want to call it, um, is it true going through the inner child would be easier? And they said, yes, that's accurate. And so from then on, I, because the subconscious is still too abstract for us to understand subconscious, superconscious, unconscious. And yet these are all aspects of us that are, like Amy said, running the show 99% of the time. And we're unaware, we're unaware of how to get to the root of it. And we try and think it. I, I was a smart rat. I worked with a lot of those too. And you can't outthink the subconscious. You have to go into the subconscious and heal that. And it's much easier to go through the inner child because we can all recall those moments in time or those ages or those feelings or emotions or impacts that we went through. And yet, even though I say it was all necessary, it was all by design, we can we can liberate those parts of us so it's no longer um, a detriment or it's no longer a program or a pattern that we keep repeating. Like, I'll give you an example. I wanted to belong and fit into the family or the tribe. 
So I became whatever I needed to be. And even though I say to my clients, that was necessary, that was absolutely necessary because you're not going to get in a job, an apartment, you know, at five years old, eight years old, you, you start conforming. And we all did it. And even though it was necessary to be a part of that tribe as a child, we've repeated those cycles so many times in all of our relationships, our friends, our colleagues, uh, school, work. And now you're an adult and you're like, I don't even know who I am. Do I even like this? Why am I doing this? And we, so we have to get back to the root of where that programming began. And what I love about the inner child is, and you know, Amy, they're very graceful. They don't need to go into the traumas or the events or the actual experience. They just need you as their soul liberator to, to free them. Yeah, yeah, to be there for mm-hmm. them. They see you as everything, the divine mother, father, God, goddess of their, of their existence. And so what you say goes, if you free them, they're free. If you tell them, nope, we got to keep doing it this way, got to keep trucking, got to keep, you know, getting external validation, blah, blah, blah. They believe that's true too. It's going to be a lot harder and it's going to be more uncomfortable because they will um, sabotage or they will um, throw tantrums. They'll create other interruptions. They'll kick your ass. I say they'll enroll other people to kick your ass. My inner child was really good at that. And so (laughs) she, she got me to surrender and it was super uncomfortable at the time, but absolutely necessary. And so I teach a much more graceful way. I didn't know how to be compassionate or graceful with myself. So Again, I learned through a lot of consequences, no different than when I ate my junk food. You know, I eat all organic now. That was the consequences. I needed to know those distinctions. So Mm -hmm. I say it's no different with our behaviors. We needed the distinction of giving ourselves away or being inauthentic so we could have the remembrance and we can have the gift of returning those parts to whole, back to Mm -hmm. self, back to love. So it's, it's always perfect. It's just... I didn't have guidance back then that um, that others come to me for now. So it can be a lot easier than, than it sounds. <laughs> well, I think one of the m- many amazing things about you is um, that you really are a living example of a person who has completely surrendered to the will of the divine. And if you would please... Uh, I hope you don't mind sharing with us because it's such a powerful example for, I mean, I think everybody, whether you want to call it God source, universal consciousness, whatever you want to call it, hopefully you believe in something that is a benevolent greater force that created all of us. Um, You know, you really trusted it and, completely pivoted your life and maybe you can even tell us where you are now just the last even year or so like yeah. this huge change and because it's really a powerful example of I mean this woman was all in I mean she really <laughs> followed it with absolutely. blindly blindly followed yes without any, any certainty any answers any really really brave thank you and that actually I almost got like a little teary thank you for um that beautiful reflection oh, and it was God, yeah. it was not it was not always easy absolutely and um and i can tell you from years of surrendering that um it finally got to the point it's like it's the only way you know struggling and fighting for limitations or um those parts of me that wanted to hold on to the identity or how i thought it needed to be or how it should be those are all limited viewpoints and 
each time I was presented with a new initiation, I, I wised up and I was like, okay, the sooner I surrender, the easier and more graceful it's going to be. The more I resist this, the more suffering I'm going to experience. And so it was mostly from not wanting to be in a place of suffering that I learned surrender. <laughs> so again, yeah. not the graceful way, but you can proactively surrender. And so um, like Amy said, yes, I went through uh, the complete dismantling in order to live in complete alignment with the divine. And yet it is so much easier on the other side. It is so much more beautiful. And I haven't made a decision out of my, my human ego in years. And to touch upon what Amy said, being led in that way, and yet the divine is you. So it's not like some other mm. um, entity is, you know, driving your car, mm -hmm. riding you down that path. It's like, it is you. But again, if I, if I told people on day one, you are a master, you are the divine, that their egos would be like, what? What does that mean? And it's so heresy. that's what we go. <laughs> yes, mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. And so we go yeah. through these initiations so you can truly believe it and, and hold that and embody that. And do you so, mind just being specific when you're saying like the words like initiations and what happened to you? Like uh, in the fact, like just so people really understand what, sure. what you're talking about can relate it to their lives. Like you basically uprooted your life with your husband yes. and got yes. like a rental van and you left. You sold your house yes. and yes. you were following. So if, you know what I mean? Like if yes. you could just give the specifics so they know what we're talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. Because it's incredible. Thank you. So yes, the initiations have started long ago. And so I We'll start with like the first one was definitely more dismantling because I wasn't fully in trust yet. So um, I was married before going through a divorce. Um, my identity in this big superficial 3D world and high-end sales and luxury properties and all of this. And my inner child's like, this is not what we came here for. And so literally dismantled it. And so I, I started learning surrender at that point because me holding on to it and I need to keep this identity alive. Or I need to have my stuff and why me it just kept me in the victim mode, kept the illusion alive. And so as I surrendered deeper and deeper, and that's really the segue into my healing and, and with my own inner child. And, and then um, the initiations, I say the initiations are just um, higher states of awareness. So we'll get initiated and it's kind of like a test. Like, are you going to, up level or are you going to go back into your old patterns and so that's what I mean by initiations and so I've had many and they keep you know they keep coming and so last year um, when the divine guided my partner and I to sell our property in California and move to Arizona we thought okay this is the next chapter we didn't question it it was all divinely guided we didn't even have the house on the market beautiful clients of mine purchased it. It was all orchestrated by the divine. My human had nothing to do with that. My old human, trust me, especially being in high-end real estate sales, would have finagled the crap out of that, micromanaged it, tried to control it. It's an illusion. That is the hard way. That's the limited human way of doing things. And trust me, I had plenty of experience of that. And so when we got the guidance and it, it all unfolded the way my divine self said, this is, this is what's next. It was trusting. So I say true faith is trusting without proof and evidence. My human didn't have proof and evidence that this is going to work or this was the best way. I literally just trusted, like Amy said, it was complete surrender and it was beautiful and it was perfect and it was seamless. And we moved to Arizona and our Subaru died in like a week of getting there. 
And the home prices, if you're looking at property right now, all over the United States are, are crazy. And, um, and again, my former life being in real estate, it's like, no, we're not buying anything here. It's not, it's not the right time. And then the Subaru dying, I just looked up at the divine. I was like, what do you got planned for us? Because Subarus don't just die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they live for <laughs> I was like, and I just started laughing. And um, we ended up with a ProMaster van and we were guided to start traveling and doing land blessings and clearing because I do have a little Native American in me and that is part of my lineage. And so I was guided to do that. And being able to see my clients online all over the world, it didn't really matter where I was as long as there was internet and trusting that. And again, we couldn't see the huge big picture yet. We were just going along with the guidance at the time. And so we were guided. There was no plan. That's exactly it. In fact, I remember in Arizona that first, um, that first week that we were there and I said to be inspired, that's our plan. So if we're inspired to go to Colorado, we're inspired to go to Montana, we're inspired to go to uh, Wyoming, you know, all over, that was the divine working through us and guiding us through that inspiration. And then we, you know, we only planned out like six months and then we thought, oh, we'll head back, we'll, you know, we'll be guided at another point. And sure enough, we were, but this point took us to the East Coast. So from that, from that six month mark, we're like, oh, that's not, we're not heading back. We are going you know, to do the rest of the states. And so we've been on this journey. We are currently in um, Western Maine right now. We're heading to the Cape this next week, and then we'll be doing the Eastern Seaboard down. And, um, and I'm not getting anything past the beginning of December. They're like, no decision. And I honestly have had times, Amy, on this journey, just this one alone, where like here in Maine, we were supposed to be here for, we had booked it for six weeks. And usually we travel every, you know, week to two weeks in different locations. And we're always guided to these beautiful spots. And we arrived here in Maine and my partner said, how did you find this spot? Like there's waterfalls over here and this Adirondack trail over here and these giant lakes over there. I said, the divine guy, I, I made no decision. I just looked and I asked and boom, there it was. So when you, cause you're saying a lot, I was guided, my guided, Okay, we're talking intuition. We're t- could you be real, like sure. nuts and bolts? What is that? Do you, like, do you get a hit yes. in your solar plexus? Do you just your eyes yes. go to like something on the computer? What exactly happens when you get you your guidance? Are so cute. I love it. So guidance comes in many ways. Um, when I was in Colorado and I had only booked a week there. And like I said, that was the six month mark. I had we'd done like the whole West Coast loop all the way through the Midwest and basically back to Colorado. And, you know, do we head West? Where are we, hit, where are we going from here? And I kept asking and I kept getting just trust. Like, so that's part of the initiation too. Like, can you trust? Ah! <laughs> trust me. Well, that's I what I'm saying. The, 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 yeah, the human loves proof and evidence. So the human's like, I want to know am I going, and where am I going? And I know because I am the divine. So I say, of course, my divine self loves hooking me up, loves, you know, surprising me, loves, you know, taking care of my, my, you. my needs. You. It is me. So Not why wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah. I don't doubt. And yet old version of me absolutely would want to micromanage it. Where am I going? Where am I? What am I eating? What am I doing? And all that has gone out the window. And so that first night in Colorado, 
I still didn't get guidance and I only had a week booked and then the rest of the year was open. And that moment I woke up the next day and I saw a screenshot of my cell phone on Google maps. And I saw the little blue dot, you know, when you're traveling your GPS and I saw it move East. And I was like, Hmm, I was thinking we're heading West again. My human, my limited human was like, Oh, I think we're heading West. And that wasn't the divine plan. The divine plan was you're going East. And I found this big, beautiful farmhouse and it was owned by a grass fed beef rancher and there's wild turkeys and antelope and it's gorgeous. We have this beautiful place to ourselves. And the skies and opened up and <laughs> of course. And like man came was, down yeah, from heaven. It was, it like, was ah! incredible. I mean, everything, even like the lilacs were blooming. The owner of the property wow. is like, I've never seen the lilacs bloom before on this property. And it's like a hundred year old property. And it was just glorious. And it was like we're showing you, we're showing you, we've got you always. Oh, so great. But to trust like, bumps. yes, yeah. to trust mm. like that. When they, I remember years ago mm. when I started getting these initiations and I remember hearing like, you know, jump and trust the net is there. And I was like, mm. oh man. And I physically felt it, Amy. And I was like, oh shit, this is real. This isn't a metaphor. Like they are physically asking me to completely tr blindly trust, like you said. And you did. And, and it was... A, surely uncomfortable, especially having lived, you know, 40 years of micromanaging everything around me and owning that illusion of control. There is no control, by the way. So as it was much easier just to trust the divine plan. And I say divine will is your will already. And yet we have free will. And so the ego will be like, oh, no, I know better. I'm going to do it this way. And the divine's like, sure, you want to do it that way. It's not going to be as fun or easy, but knock yourself out. And so that's how we learn the consequences. And that was no different for me. I, you know, my ego would come in and be like, oh, I know better. And boom, sure enough, I'd learn the consequences real fast. Which I did not know better. Unfortunately, is your, is your programming, your ego can oh, yeah. just be synonymous with what other people put in your brain isn't really you anyway. A hundred percent. You're operating out of all of those programs. And mm -hmm. I honestly listened to my ego thinking that was authentically who I was. That voice was me. Even when source or my divine self tried to come in, it would be like, what? Okay. And then I go into fear or control mm. or because that's that, silly. that was the program. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know what that means. Yes, mm -hmm. totally. Mm -hmm. And so. Or coincidence. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There's no mm -hmm. such thing. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's all part of the divine. And I say it's always there. We just have to, again, through our own healing and through those initiations, you'll be able to see more, hear more, connect with more, feel more, intuit more. And so I trusted that divine guidance started heading East and that's how we ended up on the rest of the journey. And so when we got here to Maine, we were supposed to be here for six weeks and it's one of the longer pauses that we've had and to watch the seasons change and the colors and everything. Mm. And um, while we were here, we were guided to cut it short only four weeks. And I was like, well, I've already booked out the rest of the year. Now I have a gap and there's not a lot um, available. And I just needed two weeks to fill in. And again, the same thing happened to me, like three, four days, I wasn't getting any guidance. And I heard just trust me. I'm like, okay, I already know. I already know how I already know how this goes. Like, it's going to be perfect. I'm not concerned, but it was getting close. Like we leave next week. And this was just like four days ago. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, yeah, it was just before the break, before the weekend. And, uh, and so I asked, and so speaking of intuition, I use neuromuscular testing. 
I teach that to my clients when they liberate their inner child and they integrate with their master self. It's like a master tool. You could use that. So your human has more proof and evidence. Like, yes, master Amy does have the answers. Tangible. Yes. It's a little more tangible. So it mm-hmm. helps you integrate more with your own natural intuition mm-hmm. and many years of muscle testing my gifts became more and more pronounced. So I could just ask and I would hear. So I'm clear audience too. So I can literally just ask source and there's the answer. If I need more physical, tangible proof and evidence, I will do a muscle testing to confirm that that is accurate. When you hear, do you get any sensations in your body? Um, I tell my clients, if you can take a big, deep breath and the energy feels clean, you know the channel's clean. If it's not, then I also teach clearing protocols, as you, as you know, to clear the energy around you because there are other energies around all the time. And so you want to make sure your channel is clear, which is why most people's muscle testing doesn't work because they do not have a clear channel. So you will get misinformation or faulty answers. Especially so again, right now, what's happening in 2021. Oh gosh, yeah. And we're, we're going to get into that about what's going on with the two polarity forces, the dark and the light, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Before we get into that, would you mind giving a sample of how people can clear just so that we can help get more sure. truth, love, okay. beauty, freedom in the world? Can you share right. with us? Yes, let me ask because I do share different protocols. And again, my divine self knows like what I can share publicly and Mm -hmm. what an individual is ready for because it is a frequency. And if I taught something um, before somebody was ready, they would appropriate. Yeah. Again, I always listen to the divine. So let me just ask real quick. Okay, there we go. So. So we're going to do a sample clearing, everyone. Yes. It's something you can do on your own at home. Absolutely. Your, your channel, your connection with your divine in you. Absolutely. So okay. this is a beautiful general clearing protocol that um, anybody can use. And it is based off of visualization and intention. Because I say your visualization is faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. And so you want to clear so you can connect in um, a pure way. So I'm glad that Amy has this recorded so you can all play this back or pause it, write it down. Mm-hmm. And the, again, the more you use it, the faster it becomes, the easier and more fluid, and you know when that energy is clear. So you're going to visualize. Clearing always starts from beneath the surface of whatever you're clearing. So whether it's a person, a home, your car, your business, going to the market, you can clear before you arrive there, just so no other interruptive energies try and throw you off your game or lower your vibration that day. So again, you'll become more and more discerning of the energies and the nuances of when things are clean and clear and when things are disrupted or distorted. So again, always starting with underneath the surface. So wherever you're at, visualizing the highest and holiest golden vortex. And this looks like a giant golden tornado or a, um, yeah, golden tornado, golden vortex, like the golden vacuum sucking up any debris and running that through the base of your house, you know, pipes, plumbing, vents, electronics, they like Wi-Fi. So you want to make sure it goes through your router, your internet, your devices, your body, the bodies of the loved ones around you, your home, your walls, up through the ceiling, up through the roof, into the ethers, seeing all of that um, golden vortex go into 
like a giant crystal sphere. I see kind of like a, a smoky crystal sphere containing it completely held by the hands of the divine. So like these big etheric hands. And then you're going to call in and visualize the highest and holiest violet flame. And this is more of a deep blue purple violet. It's not an actual light violet. It's a deep blue purple. And that is burning off any residue. So again, running it through your body completely, through the walls, through the internet, through your appliances, through everything up into the ether once again, also containing that in that sphere held by the hands of the divine. And the last one is an electric blue plasma. It looks kind of like a watery current, almost like if you were in a pool looking up, you see that it has viscosity. So it's a plasma. Electric blue plasma is like an all-in-one cleanser. It feels great. You can run that all the way through everything. Once again, containing it in that sphere held by the hands of the divine. And then you're going to open up this big black hole. This is into the void and the void is pure consciousness. So if it was dark and it didn't, it was playing some disturbed role, it's just going to return back to pure consciousness. So you're going to see that black hole opening up, seeing that sphere get sucked in immediately, closing it immediately. So the minute it gets sucked in, you close it immediately, sealing it forever, voiding it out forever. And then now that you've done the clearing, you want to close any access to your to yourself or to others. Animals too, please do this for animals because they pick up a lot of funky stuff as well. So your portals, portals are on the back of the body. Your chakras run front and back. Front is the delivery system, back is the receiving. So we pick up stuff from behind or the, I say the, the back door. If the back door is open, stuff will try and get in there. So you want to close the portals with the highest and holiest fluorescent white laser beam from your crown all the way down to your heels. Bright, very bright fluorescent white light shooting straight down, closing all access to you. So you've done the clearing and the sealing. You want to add protection. That's a four-sided pyramid around you and your space. Remember, get underneath the property or underneath whatever, whoever you're clearing, sealing and shielding you in that divine pyramid of white light in clear and impenetrable protection. Voila. Well, you know what's funny? Uh, right at the end, I was feeling something happening in my collarbone shoulder, like a sharp pain. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of like shot out, kind of. Yeah. It was really weird. They it was almost the like neck a neck in the back. Yes. Yeah. Like so, a, mm-hmm. I don't want to say release, but it was definitely a sharp something. Yes. And amazing. so that's why I say the, the back door, because yeah. the dark will like wow. to send in attachments and it's not just like dark entities and stuff sometimes it Mm -hmm. could just be like the old matrix programs or some Mm -hmm. of those um, distorted energies in the collective that you're picking up and so again you want to keep your energy clear and like i've shared with amy the energy around you and within you should be harmonious at all times if i um if something drops in the kitchen i'm not even touching it but i you know a knife fell off the kitchen the other day and i was like what that's not harmonious that's an interruption. So I clear and go back to cooking. And so again, it'll help refine more of your own attunements and your own Mm -hmm. awareness Mm -hmm. of different energies. And it's good to just keep yourself clear, keep your loved ones clear. Like I said, animals pick up a lot of funkiness, so please clear them. You can do this remotely as well. You don't have to be in someone's presence. If you know, I have family on the West coast, I take care of, you know, clearing them too, especially as a light worker. Your work yeah. is online, clearing people over. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Internet. And t- yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. and teach, yeah, and teaching them. So again, yeah. it's part of your own mastery. So you can flex those master muscles anytime that you like and, and have the confirmation. And just like Amy's body gave her the confirmation, that is a confirmation. Listen to all of those parts, mm-hmm. your body, your body receives energy. It also can't lie, which is why I like muscle testing. So her body's literally telling her there was something there. It's no longer there. Mm-hmm. That wasn't part of her energy. And back to our original point in the beginning of the show of how this stuff is, you're not even aware of it. You're not even conscious of it, that my body was holding that. And here Mm -hmm. I am living my life and feeling good and, you know, totally unaware. So, Oh, absolutely. And I will ask too, and that is again, part of um, your master initiation as you get more and more remembrance and you get stronger in your own divine channel you'll be able to, like, I woke up and I had a little, and it was interesting, kind of in the same spot, but on my right side, and I felt a, a pinch. And I said, was that, yeah, yours was left side, mine was right. And I was uh-huh. like, was that, um, was that an attack? I got, no. I said, was that, um, did, I, did I sleep wrong? They said, no. I said, is that um, some kind of upgrade or an attunement? And they said, yes. And so the body does go through fluctuations because the density of the body is the last part to integrate your conscious awakening your um, mental, emotional, spiritual awakening, that integrates much faster than the density of the body. So when the body does receive these energies, um, Mm. sometimes you will feel tired. Sometimes you will feel um, crunchy and out of sorts. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So clearing is always good too, just to make sure that it is not anything interfering and honoring the body when it is something like um, an activation that you need to get some extra rest or some extra self-care. I would love to know your perspective, Roseanne, on what's happening in the world right now. We are, I've had astrologists on the show and we're going through this portal and, um, you know, this massive, massive shift on our planet and, you know, going into the fifth dimension. Could you share with us, you know, the age of Aquarius, all that, what's going on in your perspective for people? Absolutely. So there's always, um, I don't know if you've heard this as above, so below. So everything that's, everything is connected. So the um, external battles have been the internal battle battles and vice versa. There is no separation, even though we live in a world that still um, tries to highlight duality or, you know, you're this female and that's the, a male and that is this and that is that it's, that's not really true. That's just a part of this construct. And so what's playing out, like Amy said, is um, kind of like two opposing um, timelines. And yet they're only opposing if you participate with them. Like I see all timelines. And, and as I've shared with Amy, I've had clients who are like, well, Roseanne, this is, you know, this is going on over here. This is what's happening. And said, all exists in the infinite infinities. Anything you can imagine or unimagined doesn't mean you have to participate with it. As a master, you can master your reality. And so those things don't show up. Do all things exist? Yes, but if they exist based off of your perception. That's how powerful we are. If you study quantum physics or quantum mechanics, it's the projection. So if I'm still holding on to resistance, you better believe I'm going to see resistance out there. It's going to show up and it's going to magnify. And the more I participate with it, it's like a vicious cycle. I'm strengthening the loop. I'm reinforcing it by participating with it and it perpetuates it. It gives it life. It gives it reality. When I say I love all resistance to all illusions, 
boom, it neutralizes it. I no longer am participating with that. I am now the master of my creation. But you have to feel it. You have to believe what you just said. You can't just say, yeah, you have to really, how do you get there? I'm sorry to interrupt, but how do you get there? Clients literally write it out, write it out five pages, 10, to to feel it though, 10 pages. Yes. You have to integrate it just like anything else. It's like flexing a muscle. The more you practice with it, the more you do it, the more it becomes true. I love all resistance. Was that it? I love all resistance to all illusions. Because remember, if it's showing up in your field, it's part of your illusion. There's, you know, over seven and a half billion illusions playing out on this planet. Some I've of got them a are collecting right now. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is a big one right in my front of my head when you're saying, "I'm like, yeah, I'm doing it." <sighs> do you okay? Would, do you want to tell me about it? Yeah. Oh my okay. God. What is it? It's okay. a big one, my friend. All right. Um, tell me. I'm Let's looking. See if we can work home. through it. I'm. I'm looking okay. for a home, and uh, okay. I actually painted though. It, it came, I came to an imaginary, uh, active imagination that I did with a session uh-huh. with Paul. Uh, it was over a year ago, and I saw. I saw my healing ranch because that really is my dream. That yes. I'm, I, I have a healing ranch and I live there and people come and we do retreats and people like you come and yes, yes sounds beautiful. And, yep. It's got mm-hmm. animals and it's got uh, a river stream and the, oh, yes. the land. That sounds like mine. <laughs> really? Your dream? Awesome. Of course it is. Yes, it, yes. It's probably a lot of people's dreams, but the mm-hmm. land is a big part because I'm a yes. nature girl. I love dirt and totally you know, climbing trees. And I, I was always an athlete, but anyway, my dream is that land is going to help me heal people and people will come there and stay for a few days and we'll have workshops and programs and seminars, but I'll also live there yes. and it'll be pretty self-sustaining. And uh, so I've been actively thanking the universe every morning when I go outside and do my prayers in Tai Chi for my beautiful healing ranch that heals not only me, but all others. And uh, it's I can see it in my mind and I feel it. And it's become very real for me. And uh, and then out of the blue, uh, just over a week ago, actually, this property came available. And long story short, I put an offer in within five days of seeing it. It was a complete transition because I always thought I'd be on the, the, the West Coast. Yeah. But it's on the East Coast. No. East so Coast, it was a complete yeah. talk about trusting source. Yeah. So it was a pivot. And I had to kind of catch up with it. But to cut to the chase, there were five other offers put in the same day I put mine in. And this house had been on the market for a while. So it was on. <laughs> it was on. And, uh, and, I, and I didn't get it. And, 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 and what was really hard for me, Roseanne, was uh, I, uh, well, first of all, it came up during my moon time. It was right mm. before the full moon. Oh, yes. And that's when I was born. I was born right before a full moon. And so I felt like I was getting all these divine, uh, you know, omens that this is it. This is it. Mm -hmm. One day walking Charlotte, I came across a bird's nest, like right on the ground in front of me, the nest, like a home. The next day I had a was walking Charlotte and there was a little honeycomb from a a bee, a beehive, another so yeah. I'm like, this is it. This is going to be my home. Like, this is amazing. And I didn't get it. So now this just happened too within about a week. And so mm-hmm. I'm still smarting from that. And you're, what you're saying is about the resistance. So now I'm perpetuating, like, I lost this home. This was it. Yes. And now I can't find my home because where is mm-hmm. it? And now we're looking on the market. I have four real estate agents. They're not, <laughs> they're not listening to this. They're probably listening. I have four real estate agents. 
and there's nothing on the market right now. Mm-hmm. So that makes it even worse because yes. now I'm like, wow, now it looks even yes. better. And I love it. Mentality. Yeah, you so got I'm it. Oh, no, it's beautiful. I love it. Thank oh, you for sharing terrible. and being authentic. And oh, my God. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and the, um, the funny part is your master self actually incorporated that as a test. Oh my God, I'm failing. I am failing because I know I'm like, did I misread omens? Like, and then what really stunk too, Rosanna, let's tell you, is it really made me really what was the worst part, not even losing the home, but was questioning my connection with source. Cause I thought um, these were all clear omens. And now I'm like uh-huh. questioning like my own ability to really be tapped in. And I felt like like it was the way um like when the lilies were at the place, the home that yes. you guys, the Airbnb, it was like a, a wink. I like to say it's a wink from source that we got you, you know, and yeah, it just absolutely. feels so good because you feel held and supported uh-huh. and seen and it's just real. And now I'm like questioning, well, wait a minute, all that wasn't really real. Those weren't signs because I didn't get it. So now I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I'm flying without instruments, <laughs> you know? Well, she said you have a very strong instrument and that is calling upon Master Amy and muscle testing with her. And she said, you didn't clarify with her. You trusted the omens. And the omens can be um, also trickery because it can be self-seduction. Like this, I really want this. Oh, that's, that's a sign. That's a sign. When you, this is why I coach to speak only with your master self. So all parts of you know the divine is no separate than Master Amy. She has all the answers. And she wrote it into your script to test you. Can you live in complete alignment with the divine will? So divine will, please replace my will. Remember that? When you step over into that threshold as a master, divine will is your will. There's no separation from you and the divine. So my partner, too, wants exactly what you described. The hills and the mountains in the background, forest backing up, mm-hmm. but riverfront, you know, acres, plant, mm-hmm. yeah, barn and a house and casita mm-hmm. for guests. And I mean, you nailed yep. it, organic farm. And he, he's every place we have gone, Amy, he has looked at some property. And again, former real estate for 20 years, mm-hmm. I was like, look, the market's still high. The divine is already, already chosen when and how and what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. You just get to receive. That's your master self. Your master self doesn't have to go get it. That's the distinction, the limited self. And all those times you made, you built your business off the limited self. You built your identity off the limited self. I know that former Amy, she's a hustler. She gets shit done, but that's not your master self. Your master self is the divine receiver. Thank okay, you. But for what the, about thank you for this feet. or better. What about the move your you, feet part? Because you can't just be like, div- oh, I got this house, and then you don't have a real estate agent, or you don't look. Right? Oh, no, so- you put it out there, but you ask the divine, like, thank you for showing me this. I welcome it, and I receive this or better. So yeah. now it's not coming from you trying to make shit happen. It's coming from you trusting your alignment with divine will to bring it to you when you're ready. So this was part of the test. So Also, part of this stepping into your mastery initiation is letting go of the limited human. The limited human wants, needs, can't, don't, should, have to. All of that goes out the window. And this is why this initiation is so perfect. And I'm grateful that 
this episode is right now during this part of your initiation because it's everyone's initiation, Amy. We're all getting tested. Like he, my partner, finally, we saw this beautiful property and it had everything and then some checked off the box and this and that. Mm. I actually found it and I'm not even like, I'm not even attached to to a property. It's like when it's ready, it's, it's going to appear. And, but I trust at a whole nother level that most humans don't. So I get yeah. it. And, and so he's been looking every state we've gone to. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even like property, he wanted me to look at this one property. It needed a new roof. It was only cash buyer. And I was like, that sounds hideous. Like, <laughs> a new roof. I was like, like, do you know what you're asking for? I'm like, no, the divine has us touring until December we'll know when we know, and that's not going to be in the middle of summer, trust Mm. me. And so he saw this property and he didn't have a reaction. And so I asked the divine, like, you know, why did you have me show him this property? And they said to, um, to help bring awareness that he's becoming lovingly unattached. He's starting to trust at that level that the divine has got him. The divine knows when, how, what timing is perfect because again i say everything in divine right order if you ask anything amy in divine right order that is beyond your ego's agenda divine will please replace my will beyond your ego's agenda that mm-hmm. brings you into unison with the divine and the divine is mm-hmm. your human will never that roof could be leaking that foundation could have a crack and you're in love with it and you overpaid for it and your divine self just saved you from it Mm-hmm. We don't know from our human limited self. So laying to rest that limited human, again, with compassion and empathy for all the times that we played a limited role, human or otherwise, I say, thank you. I now lay you to rest all in every aspect of my limited self for owning the illusion of control, fill in the blank, Amy, like mm-hmm. perpetuating judgment onto self or others for this one actually came up the other day. Um, giving my opinions as if they matter because hmm. my partner was taking pictures of the beautiful trees. And I was like, Oh, you should take pictures of those over there. Not the, and I hmm. saw it come out of my mouth and I was like, Ooh. I was like, Ooh, and that is my divine self, my master self. It's like lay that one to rest too. So it's hmm. almost like I have a little um, memorial. I have a little ceremony. It's like, I now lay to rest all parts of my limited self that believed their opinions mattered. Mm. We are complete. I love you. And I thank you rest in peace. And again, it's with compassion. It's with uh, reverence for all the times that we didn't know any better, Amy. Mm -hmm. I didn't know like that. I didn't have to give my opinion all the time. (laughs) Nobody Mm -hmm. asked for it. And so this is the refined tuning because I don't, obviously project a lot of stuff onto others and Mm. I'm channeling more all the time. So I'm not really projecting a lot. And to see that little part come out and my master self's like, "Mm, nobody asked for your opinion. Tremendous (laughs) awareness and self-control. Yes, it is a lot. It is a lot. Like when I went through the initiation, going back to, I love all illusions. uh, I love all resistance to all illusions. Mm. I was given that mantra during the initiation period um, after, can you live in love without resistance? I'm like, yeah, sure. That sounds good. And then boom, I got hit with all the initiations of what that meant for me. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not super triggered by the outside world, but my, my little world, my little, you know, my 
micro world with me and my partner and traveling and um, the initiation had started and I was in this house in upstate New York and it was still kind of hot and steamy, like rainy and there was no air conditioning. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm hot and uncomfortable. And I was like, and the initiation already started. So I know by now to surrender fully and jump right into it. So I was like, Ooh, okay. I love all, I love being hot. I love being <laughs> woken up. I try and make a joke out of it. I'm laughing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I love disturbed sleep. I love mm-hmm. being cranky. Mm-hmm. And my human, I could hear my human like, what Roseanne? Like, you're crazy. What do you say? And I was like, look, I already know how this goes. If I can love it, I can make light of it. It neutralizes it. And I kid you not, Amy, I ended up having to get a blanket. I got cold and I went to sleep and it was, it was fabulous. So then my master self's like, I'm going to crank this initiation up for her. So a couple of days later, because I'm not around a lot of people, it's just my partner and I traveling. And so my partner says something my human took personally and thought it was rude. And I was like, Ooh, okay. I love when my partner is disrespectful and my master self (laughs) I love when my partner disrespects me and my master self it came in Amy and she said there is no partner he's part of you he's part of your illusion too there you go and so when you understand you're the master that's creating your own triggers to sharpen your master tools to take you to the next level it also helps relieve the resistance. So when I realized I couldn't even pin this on him anymore, because there is no him, it's my illusion. That's, that's when the, that's when I channeled the um, the mantra. I love all resistance to all my illusions. It's yourself. That's crazy. I'm just <laughs> processing this. So this whole thing that happened with me, and you know, not getting this house that I thought for sure was omens that I'm. I mean, there were deer in the yard. The whole thing. I mean, it was oh, yeah. just. Uh, the also, they wanted, yeah, it was also to become lovingly unattached. So they wanted me to reiterate that for you because yeah, what you, what we resist persists, meaning like, oh, I don't like that relationship or I don't like mm-hmm. what those people are saying. It, again, it'll perpetuate more of that in your illusion. Mm-hmm. But want is another form of resistance. So I want that. I need that. I have to have that. Those are still forms of resistance. So it's like, you're actually, you know. How is it resisting? Because it's not inviting, it's neediness, it's mm. attachment. Attachment comes in many forms. And Different so, energy. Yes, to be lovingly attached, lovingly unattached is receiving. I'm lovingly unattached with my partner. I love my experience of him, and yet I don't need him as my mm-hmm. partner to be whole and complete. Mm-hmm. And so lovingly unattached is different yes. than a need. Okay. You got it. I, Absolutely. Completely different energy. Yeah. Okay. That's yes. super powerful. Let that sink in for a minute. Yes. Yeah, and so. that is, that is part of the limited human. So as I'm seeing more and more clients, you know, transition from their limited self into their sanctified self or their master self, um, I'm asking them to symbolically lay to rest. What is it that used to, you needed to identify yourself? Why mm-hmm. needed um, to be a wife or a mother. Okay, well, why? Obviously, you're still holding on to that wedding dress 15 years later after your divorce. So I'm guessing that was an identifier for you. So clipping a piece from that wedding dress and bearing it as a symbol and donating a dress or pictures from the old wedding album. Mm. Why are you still holding on to one of my clients was holding on to a wedding ring, not even her wedding ring, her ex husband's wedding ring. I'm like, what? Like, 
the attachment. Humans are very attached. Mm-hmm. My, my ex-athletes are ex-Olympians. Again, you needed those medals. You needed those trophies to mm. validate self, to validate that identity. But that was the limited human's identity. Your master self doesn't follow any of those limitations, doesn't need identifiers to know it's mastery. It is a master, period. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, you know, muscle test, which, which trophy or which award or which medal or pin is going in the ground as a symbol to bearing or letting that part go, laying it to rest with honor. And then you donate the rest, whatever it is. What are your thoughts on uh, asking for external signs of validation? Like, as you had mentioned, back to my example, like uh, one of the one of the messages was to go within, not to look without for the signs. And mm-hmm. I, I certainly was aware enough. Hopefully, I'm evolved enough that I that I knew that okay, I have to I have to tap into how I'm feeling when I'm in this house, when I'm feeling when I'm walking the property, how I'm feeling about this whole thing to get guidance from myself, not looking externally, but I did. It was such a big decision, obviously. And, you know, again, a big pivot from what I initially was thinking. I did want the external validation confirmation of what I was feeling. So what are your thoughts on that? Is that not a good idea? I mean, I looked at support. That actually was your limited human. So your master self, again, just said, you didn't ask her if this was in the highest and greatest good. Oh, you know, your master self is always right. They'll always tell me the truth. So your master self ask if, and so what did I ask? (laughs) You were just asking for the signs to validate your human's attachment to this beautiful property. And you got it. You will get what you asked for, for sure. I didn't go looking for the negative. You're going to get the negative. You look for the positive. You're going to get the positive. And yet, that's why all questions go through Master Amy. Master Amy is always right. She is your intuition. She is the divine. Master Amy is it in the highest and greatest good for her to get that house. Was that you giving her the tests? Yes. Okay. Was it more of her limited human's attachment? Yes. This is part of your initiation, so you could learn. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm still a little bit confused, though, that I didn't ask if it was in the greatest, highest good, but I did ask. I mean, I didn't say those words specifically, but I was trying to tap into my feelings and myself of, you know, how do I feel? Is this what, is this for me? Is this what I want? Is this it? Is this where you want me to be? I mean, Uh I didn't say the exact words you said, but I'm just Well, that's why it's very distinct because the universe is very literal. So um, like my partner the other night, I came back um, from an appointment yesterday and he was in the shower or coming out of the shower and he heard, he heard something, but he didn't know if it was me. And so he knows how to muscle test. He knows his intuition. So he asked, is Rosie home? Is Roseanne home? And he got a no. And so he knows he didn't ask a specific enough question. This isn't our home. This is an Airbnb. You have to be very specific with how you ask. Yes. And so he said, okay, is (laughs) is Rosie back to the house? Yes. Is Rosie in the house? Yes. And he came out and I was standing there putting my groceries away and stuff. Oh, and my God. Yeah. So you, she said, you didn't ask specifically. You asked about feeling. You asked for you. You didn't ask Master Amy. Master Got Amy it. is always right. Yes. Okay. All right. Oh, man. 
Wow, <laughs> I just got schooled. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They are great teachers. They know because it is us. So they're like, this will get her attention. Boom. Oh, <laughs> boy, did it ever. I can't even tell you. So that brings us into one of the things I did want to ask you about is um, you said one of your key uh, tricks and habits and techniques that you use personally is really surrendering, which we've been talking a lot about. And to my example, so now, Roseanne, my, 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 my task is to surrender to what happened and let it go. And yes. I'm still stuck on the attachment of like, again, scarcity mentality, because I know there's not much in the market. And what I'm looking for is very specific. Yes. And that one had checked a lot of the boxes. So now yes. I just have to surrender and let it go. Yes. How, Absolutely. Can, how can you help people like me who are having trouble letting something go? They're very emotionally attached to. So do you want her to write? Okay. Okay. So you're going to write, um, cause writing is also like spelling, like you're, you know, you're manifesting it. So writing, um, thank you to the divine for bringing me this or better. I appreciate this initiation in becoming lovingly unattached. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, that's I love you and I thank you. So the minute you love it and you thank it, you you integrate it. And if you have to, re if you get triggered again, and you just repeat it and you go back to it or you write it. Sometimes I have clients write things out like, you know, five pages worth. So it can really entrain the brain because that's the part. It's just those limited programs. Like humans are very, you know, are very attached. I want this now. I need this now. And even in my own coaching career, like years ago, I would see people and they'd have bigger, you know, bigger platforms or whatever. And I'd ask the divine, like, why don't I have a bigger platform or why this? And, they, mm -hmm. and my divine self's like, don't we provide you with everything you need? do you lack or want anything? And I'm like, no. And they're like, so what part of this really is asking for this? Isn't that just your ego? And I was like, damn, I was like, woo. And then I let it go done. And they're absolutely right. I see exactly who I'm supposed to see when I'm supposed to see it. I don't market or advertise the divine takes care of everything. And I get to travel and do all of this remotely, which is, is just a win-win. It's an extra bonus. So Yes. So, so inspiring. Roseanne, you are truly you. amazing. Um, do you want to say anything else about the limited human, sanctified human thing? Um, no, it was really, again, noticing what you used as identifiers or validators um, that kept, that kept the identity of that limited human alive and choosing one of those symbols in, or all of those symbols to uh, lay to rest again, doing a little ceremony for them mm -hmm. and thanking them for any time they played a limited role and seeing them. You can even do a visualization. Like I say, you know, see them laying to rest and that innocence like mm -hmm. sparkling out of them into you and then see yourself standing in front of your master self after you lay them to rest with reverence and respect, love and gratitude, mm -hmm. then turning to your master self and merging with your master self. Because your mastery 
needs the innocence. You cannot have the innocence if you have not liberated your inner child. This is why we go through those protocols to integrate with the master self because your master self can love everything and become unattached. Whereas your limited self only knew limitations, only knew good, bad, right, or wrong. The only time you had pure innocence was as a newborn. You didn't have duality. You didn't have fear. You didn't have judgment. And yet you didn't have the conscious awareness that you do as adult Amy today. That put together, you merge that, that's your mastery. Brilliant. You know, we've, we've talked you. a lot about the subconscious and that's where the inner child lives and all that stuff and how we live, uh, our awareness is in our, in our conscious brain and we're not aware of the programming going on behind the scenes, which yeah. is our subconscious, which is really running the show. And I've learned that to tap in consciously to our subconscious we can use things like dream analysis really like trying to remember our dreams and you know sit with our dreams and process our dreams with things mean to us as well as imagination these are the yes. two ways that the conscious the subconscious will communicate with us mm-hmm. um, can you share with us any tips to help us uh, really cultivate an active imagination in a practical way in our everyday life so we can really tap into not only our, our unconscious and subconscious, but the higher realms, which is where the imagination yes. is. So um, always start with your inner child because mm-hmm. I do have clients and myself included back in the day, I, I wanted to connect, you know, astrally or, you know, dimensionally and yet if you're not connecting with your inner child, they'll even block that. And some of my clients are like, you know, how can I access more of my gifts? It's like you first go through them. So even if you're doing um, just a little silent meditation and asking them, asking your inner child, um, what is it that you'd like to show me today? So Mm -hmm. you're, Mm -hmm. because they are the intuitive parts, the imaginative parts. And so it's really, um, cultivating that trust because if the more you ask them the more they trust you the more they trust you the more access they give you they hold Mm -hmm. the keys to the kingdom you cannot spiritually bypass your inner child Mm -hmm. not going to happen and i have had clients um that i want to talk to these guides or i want to have this connection and they were so desperate for it they bypassed their inner child and they got hijacked and they got hijacked hard and i got emergency calls like clear these entities from her we don't know how to do this And she still wanted to participate. She didn't want to do the work. She didn't want to talk to her inner child. And they came back. And after two days of clearing her, I was like, you stop participating and you do your inner child work because I'm not going to keep doing this. And Mm -hmm. I never saw her again. They were clear when I was done with her. But again, you don't want to bypass your inner child. So letting them, my inner Mm -hmm. child has taken me to all kinds of things, not just in this lifetime, but she's taken me to other dimensions and stuff because they are the conduit through all planes of existence, all the times your consciousness has played other roles. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they'll teach you how to be more fun and playful. And then, again, once you go through the liberation process with your inner child, you just talk to your master self. I, um, before I do hypnosis with clients, I always work with their inner child. But I also tell them you can start preparing your mind and body by, you know, doing free YouTubes, even if it's just meditation. I love the float tanks, the float, the sensory deprivation tanks or the flotation tanks, the Epsom salt tanks, because that helps um, regulate the system, but also brings you into the natural theta state, which is 
the dream state, which is the, um, the vision and the meditative state. So those are all very powerful tools to access more of that. Well, I can share too that, you know, my work with you, which was so powerful, what I really learned was it helped when you really start being consciously tapped into the inner child in you, it's basically just listening to really what you want, like just what you really want. Like, I don't want to keep working. I don't want to do this. (laughs) You know, it's like, I just want to play. I just want to have fun. I just want to enjoy my day. I just want to take, you know, look at the trees and, you know, absolutely. They're very very simple. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it's like, it was just so beautiful because it was like, what this is, what I'm trying to say is what I learned about the inner child work is, is it's just, just doing what makes you happy, basically. Yes. It's just a simple way yes. to say like, you know, to a extent, I mean, we all have to pay the bills and, you know, be responsible, but not all the time, you know? No. I mean? And honestly, when you truly live in alignment with your, your, you know, authentic, you know, your authentic self, which is your inner child there, you know, children, Children have no filter, like they are pure authenticity. Mm -hmm. And so when you operate out of that authentic self, that childlike innocence, Mm -hmm. it is is the path that leads us to what we love. Like, I didn't know this was going to be my my career. I didn't know this was Mm going to be, I don't call it a career because this is what I love doing. So I get to travel, which I love doing. I get to explore, which I love doing. And I get to with my clients and be of service so you're either in service or you're in creation that's really why we're here to experience the experience if you're creators why would you create the illusion at all to have Mm -hmm. an experience so what is it that you'd like to experience definitely more joy more fun more ease more grace and yet we think it has to be something someday Someday I'll do this. Like I said the same thing. Someday I'm going to travel around the United States. And that day mm-hmm. happened, you know, nine months ago. So it's, it's been my whole year. And it's like that day is now. So liberate those parts of you so they can do what they love. And when you really authentically do what you love, the money shows up. Mm. You, again, but it's trusting. Oh, when we compartmentalize and we shove those inner children in boxes, what we have to do it this way. Yeah. Because this is what mom and dad said, or we have to make X amount of dollars or we don't, we're not successful. That's all or you find you're acting out of fear. Absolutely. It's all mm-hmm. lack, fear, programming, mm-hmm. limited beliefs, narratives, loops, repeated over and over and over again. And your inner child will kick your ass. They will bring you down physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, through relationships, finances, business. They will bring you to your knees. Doesn't matter what the interruption looks like. They don't care. They're desperate. They don't want to have to interrupt you and break your, you know, break you down. But if they have to, they will, because much, much like my inner child, I was way off base and I just couldn't see anything other than what was in front of me. So I just kept going in that direction. And she's like, Mm -hmm. and that's Mm -hmm. why she is, that's why your inner child is so important because they are the catalyst to everything that you've ever wanted, even things you didn't even know you wanted. In our last episode, 43, you mentioned you'd like to call them the bouncers at the club. They're the ones yes. that let people in or out. They let your life go forward or not. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the gatekeeper. They absolutely are. Yeah. You want, I say you want access to your dreams. That doesn't, it doesn't matter if that dream is, mm-hmm. you know, purpose, mm-hmm. finances, love, you know, a home. If you mm-hmm. don't go through them, mm-hmm. 
good luck. Are you don't you meet their needs, the they're not going to meet yours. <laughs> yep. Meet their needs first. Meet their needs first. Yep. And, and they don't require a lot, just a little bit. It's no, like just include them. Include very them. simple. Yes. Yeah, ask you don't them, have to invite change them in. your whole life. Yep. Let yep. them lead. They're yep. way more fun. They make it way more fun, whether yep. it's leading at work, making it more playful, leading at home, making it more um, joyful or simple mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. innocent. Yep. That's them. It becomes Are you so familiar much easier. With, um, John Bradshaw's work. He's got great stuff on the inner child. It just some of what, a lot of what you're saying reminds me of him. You'd you'd be very much in alignment. He might have been your brother in another life. <laughs> yeah, that's great, Roseanne. I know we're getting toward the end, but we I kind of took you off on a tangent, and but I, I just wanted to close that loop for people when we started a little bit getting into the fifth dimension and. Before we wrap up, we I've got to get your perspective on again what's going on within our world right now yes. and your perspective, which if you would please share with us. Yes. So that um, the two timelines basically that Amy was talking about, you know, the higher consciousness and healing, you know, the unity, the peace, or staying in the duality, the struggle, the limited human. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's all choice. And your choice dictates which timeline you're on. Again, all realities exist. So are other people experiencing struggle and strife? Yes, because that's their perception. So that's their particip- That's the level of participation with their illusion. So that's what shows up. That's what's manifested. We're all creators. Remember, there's no victims here. And then there's those of us that choose to create from a place of mastery. I love everything. I welcome everything. I say yes to everything because when I do, it neutralizes and only the best and the brightest and the most divine shows up in my, in my experience. It's my reality. And so um, I posted just the other day, the highest timelines already exist. They're already available. Some of us are already experiencing them. That's the, lifetime, that's the timeline I'm on. Everything is ease and grace. Everything is fun. Everything is perfect. Everything is um, in divine right order. And as long as we stay in divine right order, it always works out. It takes care of itself. We're taken care of. And yet I also know others that are still in the fear and the gloom and doom. And so that's their experience. It doesn't make it wrong. doesn't make it bad or less than. That's just the level of perception that they're at. And they can choose. I just read a quote by Ram Das. It's like, you hold space for those until... Um, they're ready to come up for air. Uh, like anybody yeah. can do this. This mm-hmm. work is for, I say this work is for everybody, Amy, but not everybody's willing to do this work because it takes mm-hmm. responsibility. Like you said, it takes a commitment to yourself. Like, do you want to continue in these cycles? Do you want to continue suffering? you want to keep repeating what your ancestors and, and lineages did? It didn't work for them. So why do you think it's going to work for you? Somebody's got to interrupt it. And that's why we came here as light workers to interrupt those patterns of programs, not just in our family units, the entire collective. So I've been given visions and dreams a lot this uh, past couple of weeks, and we are on the highest timeline. We are seeing this through. We are ensuring the highest timelines because that's why we are here. We're not going to fail. You can't possibly fail. You can get off track and take the longer route. But again, that is, that is your choice. And yet, um, I don't. Uh, I don't align myself with anything that's not of the light. So, if other timelines need to play out, 
I trust that's in the highest and greatest good too, but I don't even see those timelines. I only see the highest timelines. Super powerful. And, and to your point about people, you know, having to choose to do the work that, you know, they might unfortunately come across resistance in their immediate world, like the people right around them, you know, like it's, it can be tricky, you know, just to stand on your own and, you know, to what, what is important to you, you can come up with that kind of resistance, which hurts, you know, but it's a choice. Absolutely. And again, if you understand that your master self is really at the helm, you understand even what you're experiencing, even if it feels low and it feels uncomfortable and challenging, is still for the highest and greatest good, always. Mm-hmm. And it was. It took me a while to figure that one out. I was like, oh, I see how this absolutely needed to happen to launch me into this state of awareness or mm. uh, get me on this path or connect mm-hmm. in this way. And yet when you're going through it, yeah, it, it sucks. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> and yet yeah. that is... Um, yeah. That is coming from the, you know, the scarcity or the wounded parts or the, um, the limited human parts. And so loving and nurturing yourself as the parent you always needed and wanted, that's step one. Yes. If you can't learn compassion and nurturing for those selves, for those mm-hmm. parts of yourself. And again, all ages need your love and attention. It's not just the little ones, all of them. Those are the ones holding the biggest bags, though, because that's when their little identities started being formed then you can move actually quite quickly. Like Amy said, your inner child's quite simple. They mm-hmm. just need your love and attention, but it's all parts of you, not just the five and six-year-old. Mm-hmm. 25-year-old went through her stuff. You know, they all went through their stuff too. So connecting um, with all of them and inviting them in is, like Amy said, they need your presence. They need that love and that acknowledgement. And the sooner you give that to them, the sooner you'll be on your way into integrating those master parts. Yes, and that really is true empowerment, because how can you really be all in your power, all in your full essence, if you haven't fully integrated all of yourself, if you've walled off parts of a traumatized piece of your childhood or whatever, or just something that happened to you or a period in your life that you're disassociating with, or whatever, like, how are you really going to stand in your sovereignty? You're not, you're, you're compartmentalized. Exactly. It's, uh, it's saying, oh, I, I like those four toes, but not that fifth toe. Yeah. No, right. you get yeah, to love that all of it. There. Yeah. yeah. And, and mm-hmm. a lot of us do that. I don't like that part of myself. And it's mm-hmm. like, you'll create atrophy somewhere mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, all of the above, because it's all connected. And plus so, to yes. your point before, you're going to project it in your outside world to send it back to you. Because yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Crazy. This is mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I, I'm really just kind of speechless. I'm just babbling on here because this has just been so powerful for me on so many levels, not to mention personally, my head is spinning a little bit about that <laughs> exercise, but it was, it was just Thank bang you. on. I mean, that's exactly what it was. I'm, I just, Thank you. I do feel in a way I've already kind of let it go. I feel different. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. your energy, say, your energy around it is already different. Yeah. That's how, that's how fast it can be. Yeah. I, I do feel really different. I just want to share that with people that, you know, everyone is trying to get to this point of surrender and being vulnerable and all this stuff. And it sounds yes. so great. But the beauty of it is, is that the feeling, the embodiment feeling of surrender is relaxation. You can yeah. relax. It's just, ease just, and grace. Yes. Yeah. You just the trusting and relaxing is just all a, a, a somatic experience of, Mm. of just de-stressing really 
Yeah, very powerful. Roseanne, thank you so much. This has been just remarkable. Are there any last words you want to share with people today? No, I think you covered so much ground, Amy. You were very thorough in what you do, and I appreciate that from being on you know multiple podcasts. Oh, thank you. Um, not everybody is gifted in those regards of mm-hmm. okay. Q&A, so I appreciate it, and thank you for allowing us to dive into your world and letting me uh, process with you and your master self so you can be that example for others, which is, again, why we are here. So it's an honor, as always, and thank you so much for having me back on. Well, I'm really glad you said that because I actually, it popped in my head, like, I can't even put this episode live. This is like way too personal for me. I'm like, no, you do it. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, I'm going to tell Roseanne we can't do this episode. Oh Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. I'm putting it out there. This is my offering of service to the world. My heart. I love it. Um, Roseanne, tell people how they can find you and your magic. Oh, thank you. You can find me on my website at roseannegrace.com. It's R-O-S-A-N-N-E. G-R-A-C-E dot com. And I am also on Instagram, though I'm not a huge social media person, but when the divine asked me to share, I absolutely honor that. And I do share more on Instagram actually than any other place. So that is Instagram.com backslash Roseanne dot grace. Yes. Beautiful. And that'll be in the show notes, everybody. And again, we're on uh, YouTube. If you want to see the absolutely gorgeous Roseanne is a fit TV. We will have the clips of the show there. And uh, thanks for sharing the show too, with people, everyone, because this is a powerful one. We all need to learn how to tap into the divine in ourselves and how to heal ourselves. So we can tap into the divine through the inner child and Roseanne has just got so much. She's just the living proof of it working, which is the best part of all. You know, it works. Yes, absolutely. The living proof. Amazing. <laughs> if I can do it, anybody could do it. Amazing. Yes. Thank you, everybody. Love. Thank you so much, Roseanne Grace. Thank you so much. Thank you. Would you like to support my mission to help empower people all over the world to be all of who they truly are? If so, please subscribe to the show, leave a review on iTunes, and share it with a friend. And if you're looking to take immediate action to align your energy and optimize your health, visit amyfournier.com. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite. Let's awaken her together in you. I'm your hostess, Amy Fournier, and I already can't wait to be with you again and for you to hear what I have planned for the next show. Thanks for listening to Awakening Aphrodite with Amy Fournier. To learn more about Amy, check out her website, amyfournier.com. That's A-M-Y-F-O-U-R-N-I-E-R.com. You can also check out Amy's live and on-demand virtual fitness and yoga classes and sign up for her newsletter to receive a free mini ebook of three of her top tips for making holistic health a lifestyle. Again, that's amyfournier.com and get your ebook sent to your email immediately. Connect with Amy on the daily on Instagram at FitAmyTV, F-I-T-A-M-Y-T-V, and watch many of the podcast episodes and subtopic clips on her YouTube channel, which is also FitAmyTV. Enjoy, and we'll see you next time on Awakening Aphrodite.